Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey there, I'm Aaron. Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast. As you heard in the introduction, over the past several weeks, we've been working our way through parts of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is your first time listening, you may want to go back to the first episode of this season called All Saints. Or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're with us. So in the last episode, we considered the fact that there's something at work in us and in the world that is in conflict with God's desire for flourishing, for abundant life, for goodness. And Paul uses this catch-all phrase, the wiles of the devil, to evoke that reality. And I talked a, a bit about how that phrase is complicated, especially if, like me, you come from a tradition that doesn't generally tend to talk much about spiritual evil or demonic powers. But I think it gives voice, this image of the wiles of the devil, to a reality that, if we're paying attention, is true. There's a brokenness about this world that defies our capacity to explain or accept. And in our own lives, I think Paul's admission in the letter to the Romans feels true. That even he, the greatest evangelist the world has ever known, doesn't seem to be able to do the good that he truly wants to do. Whenever I want to do good, he says, evil is close at hand. The gracious thing about this, though, is that Paul doesn't seem panicked about evil. He just names the reality and then tells us what we can do to defend against it. And really, we're not just defensive. We're leaning into the reality that in the life, death, resurrection, and reign of Jesus, the reality that tells us what's truest about this world God has already defeated evil. Whatever evil there is, is just running around like a chicken with its head cut off. It's still making a mess, but it will be ultimately powerless. So Paul says, almost nonchalantly, since we're up against the wiles of the devil, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm, Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now first, although it's a a little awkward to read, I love the repetition of the word, and variations of the word to stand. Take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm, stand therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Right, This is an active readiness to combat what would attack us and threaten God's good purposes for us. We're not doormats for evil. We stand against it. Stand, stand, stand. 
and we are equipped with what Paul calls the whole armor of God. The first piece of the armor is the belt of truth. We've also heard about the breastplate of righteousness, but we'll think about what that means in the next episode. We begin today with the belt of truth. Now, truth with a capital T is a hard thing to get a hold of these days, but that's not a new thing. And when Jesus was on trial 2,000 years ago, Pilate, the guy who was trying him, asked a question lots of us have asked. What is truth? The wild thing about that scene, which you can find in John chapter 18, is that Jesus doesn't respond. You'd think that would have been a good opportunity to explain everything, to make a case for himself. But instead, he just stands there. He stands there silently as if to reiterate what he says earlier in the gospel. I am the way and the truth and the life. Now, for Christians, the truth is not a series of facts. It's a person. Jesus tells us what is truest about the world. Jesus shows us what is true about God. Jesus shows us the heart of the one who is on the throne of the universe. He doesn't give Pilate or us a lecture. He gives himself. And when we wrap the belt of truth around us, we're saying that the thing that holds our metaphorical armor together, that holds our lives together, what keeps everything in place, is the person and work of Jesus. It's the love of the one who shows us how far God will go to be with us and for us, who has already put his own body in the way of the spiritual forces that would destroy us in this world. To wrap the belt of truth around us is to know that, come what may, the truest thing about us is that nothing in heaven, earth, or hell, not even death, will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord for us and for all things. And when we know that, it changes everything. So may it be so. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team in the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as ever to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace. Thank you.